fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, March 11th, 2012, episode 108.5 of the Hotbox. And my name is Matt. Uh, Ian is still on vacation in Belize. So uh, I figured it was two weeks. Uh, we need to get something up for uh, the, the subscribers to the feed. They're going to think we just disappeared. So as usual, when it's just me sitting here by myself, I try to reach out on Facebook and... As usual, our good friend Rose from Cannab Analysis uh, picked up the the marathon relay thing, and now she's doing the show. What's up, Rose? Hi, Matt. How's it going? Um, all right, all right. Well, a little happier right, right. than uh, than usual, but everything's good. The sun came out yesterday. I couldn't be more pleased about that. How's, that was uh, nice. How's everything over in your neck of the woods? Well, today it's kind of windy and gross. Yeah, but, uh, here too. <laughs> hmm. How's business ever since every everything, our house came tumbling down? Our house came tumbling down. I have some, you know, uh, very few people that come at, by and uh, get some dosed, uh, some doses from me to do dosed edibles for a random selection of cancer patients and such. Right. But uh, otherwise, is, I just uh, keep a low profile like everybody else, I guess. Is it interesting to see that you you almost had to completely pivot on what your business was going to be because of not really outside forces, but like our own internal law system here? Like they're they're making your American dream much more difficult to attain over, you know, nothing. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a total shift, but I think that um, different services uh, are more popular during different parts of the market, you know, and you have to appeal to what the market wants. And right. uh, when everybody, when there's an open market and a lot of people want, uh, want, want some way of differentiating what they're buying, uh, quality and quantification are things they use to do that. And so at that time, of course, testing was much more popular. And now um, people don't people don't need to do that. Nobody needs to test their, you know, what they're selling for uh, potency or mold or, or anything. Which isn't that they just have to get what they can. That's hugely negative on the industry overall. Like when people were safe and sound in their in their legit businesses, you know, people wanted to get their stuff tested. They wanted to have the best stuff. They wanted to have the cleanest stuff, the most organic. And I, that was good for the, the end user overall. That's We don't want pesticides. We don't want, you know, we want a nice, natural, high-potency plant. That's that's what this, that's the demand for this supply. And, and as soon as, you know, all of this had to uh, not go back underground, but get less legitimate in, in as far as a regular business goes, like people they turn what's important to them and no longer is it important to have, you know, the best product. It's just important to stay out of jail and have a product. And I feel like that's hugely negative for, for the industry and, and the users overall. 
it is negative for the industry, and I think that the customers, the patients that were participating in the industry were learning these ways of assessing quality and differentiating the different products that they were buying. And that was good. And people uh, were educated. I think that people who are recreational users weren't, weren't part of that. So I was part of they that. Didn't, you were part of that? Yeah. No, that's important. The The... Not necessarily for a medical purpose, for preventative, most definitely, but it's, I like to have, I don't want crap, <laughs> you know, it affects everybody. I don't need it. It's not, my immune system's not going to, you know, kick me in the nuts if I don't go get the purest stuff. And absolutely, I think that stuff should be first save for those people that need it out of necessity. And then, you know, the rest of us can benefit. I, I don't and, and that goes back there was someone in the chat brought up an interesting question that and I kind of see this too but uh, it was Justin Fan Peach they said I'm confused by the utter apathy of the majority of recreational users I actually had a guy tell me last night that he felt the dispensaries and billboards were quote in your face I pointed out the hypocrisy of the Bud Light signs and it really stunned him uh, and you know the people it 's either one or the other, it seems like, and i don 't understand maybe you you know better why that is. You hit the pavement with all the the, the petition stuff. you are talking to these individual people like, did you feel a lot of that? Is it one or the other we can 't have both um, I think that 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 um people in either uh camp see legalization. Or, or medical marijuana industry, uh, they see the advantages and the disadvantages of that coming to fruition. They see that diff- very differently. And um, I think that at least in the medical marijuana industry that had time to develop, that the people who participated in that saw how the market could fluctuate and change and grow and expand, whereas people who did not participate in that at all, did not see how the market could change and grow and expand they and improve. They still kind of saw it as going to your friend to get your bag of weed for the week and you're good. Like they weren't actually in the industry doing anything, I mean, whether positive or negative. They were just a kind of a null participant. Right, right. I mean, they didn't go to the stores and see that you could buy topicals or edibles or all these different uh, strains were available. Or if you just had a couple bucks, you could buy a joint and you didn't have to buy, you know, full flowers or, you know, there right. was just I almost so feel many like different a- aspects that happened dur- in a store. That didn't happen. That don't happen in your Albertsons parking lot. Right. It's the hustle and bustle of the the modern American commerce. That's what they're right. missing out on, and that gives way to a lot of other societal norms or fluctuations or whatever you want to call it. That that some of these people aren't getting. And sure, that could be a disadvantage. But do you feel like I almost feel like it's they're getting it, but they're getting it secondhand because. We saw the number, we talked about this the last episode we did on 108, about how the number of card holders is dramatically decreasing, but it's not the number of pot smokers. Like, that number, if anything, is increasing. There's always more people wanting to smoke pot, but it's, I don't don't know, it it, it seems, I don't know, (laughs) that's all. <laughs> it it seems to me almost as though that the people who are recreational users find that um that that uh 
you know, hidden transaction in the parking lot sort of thing as part of the charm of their whole getting their weed. Do you think there's a little (laughs) allure? Instead of embracing like this open commerce that (laughs) could happen, that could change the face of of what they could even get. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like enjoy your your Canadian BCs, man. It's terrible. And and it's unnecessary. And you know, I don't I don't see the the big problem. Like if you if you and the, I mean, I get it's totally illegal, but let's say hypothetically if you had a friend that had their card and was on a fixed income and was having a hard time affording his medicine, so you kicked in a little cash for a little pot. Like, I don't see the problem in that. That's not hurting anybody. You're helping a friend, if anything else. But, of course, you know, in in the the criminal law system, like, that's a huge no-no. That's... And the industry, diversion. That's diversion. Yeah, exactly. And the industry doesn't want that happening, of course, because that's bad for for everybody. But like, there's no problem there, right? It's just a law. It's a law problem. That's it. Yeah, it's semantics. Exactly. Yeah. And so, do you do you think because a lot of the the more people would get their cards and participate in this commerce if it wasn't such a restrictive? process like fingerprints and this and that and this and that and this and that and only these qualifying conditions and like it's sure it is easier to just go get your bag from wherever but if you want to participate in that it's definitely worth it if if you can get in it's almost like an exclusive facebook back in oh three or something club that like you know <laughs> they're only only you guys are in and that's it and everyone else just watches by the sidelines I I have to wonder what the advantage is to participating in our system right now, though. A lot of people are wondering why there's no advantage. The dispensaries, for the most part, have closed, and that that to me was the advantage of the industry, not necessarily just having one, uh, you know, a provider without a storefront. But the storefronts provided a certain amount of commerce and safety. You could learn that that we're never going to get. Yeah at all ever and 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 if if we ever do get it it's going to be way tainted because everyone's always going to wonder like am i going to get raided i mean uh, until something massive shifts like it, it's always going to sure. be like that yeah i don't think that there's a lot of advantage to participating in the program as it is right now i certainly see i i think that if we all if if we didn't have to sign up and say I'm sick in this way or I just want to smoke weed or here are my fingerprints and this is where I'm going to grow. I mean these are all very restrictive. Um, it's very draconian how they very set draconian that up and they rules set it up. for something that's so not that dangerous and it is, is already in place. Yeah. I mean every all of this is already in place. And honestly it, it Rose great. If they yeah. would have lifted it and just said it's legal, it's decrim, whatever, like the people it, ourselves, we would have set up a system. It wouldn't have just been this crazy free for all. Like there's enough smart people in this that we would have had our own perfectly working system in place it, like a month later, I feel like. Yeah. But it's, and that was it's restricted. That was definitely in process. It was. And it still is in a much lower degree. But that's how it has to work. And that's sad. It, it, yeah. 
there was so much potential. There were so many cool, even me, like on just on the computer side of it. Like I, I kept thinking like all these cool things you could do with mobile. Like when people came to your town and was like, where's the dispensaries and all this. And it finds everything and prices and pictures and reviews. Like I have this whole infrastructure platform in my mind, just rocking and rolling. And now, I mean, unless I massively encrypt it with, you know, 256 bit AES or something like, and, and win people's trust. Like this is secure. This is invite only. Like it's not even worth it. It's not worth my time to to do that anymore. You know, even though it, it would be so cool. I, I think that that cannabis was the you know was and it, it still can be. I mean, it was the new frontier. It was a whole new level of commerce that had not been legitimized, and so many. Uh, peripheral industries were latching onto that and seeing the so advantage many. of it, and you know whether it was security or electricians or <laughs> you know water treatment or carbon dioxide suppliers or I mean there was a million industries that that benefited from from this this boom. This was going but, to yank us out of our depression, kicking and screaming or otherwise. Yeah. This was gonna, if not be the answer, be a really large part of the answer. But. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people that were laid off from their very good, you know, factory jobs so and mill jobs, people, you know, started trying to grow cannabis and, you know, what are they, they doing? They find out whether they can or not. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that and that's good, too. Like, maybe not everyone should do it. It's you have to know a little bit of what you're doing. So and that's I think that's positive. But where are these people working now? They're at McDonald's. They're at gas stations. They're not. They're not thriving. They're collecting unemployment. Or that. They're not thriving yeah. at all by any means. And it's it's sad that no. it's just it's this little piece of paper, whatever you want to call it, on the in the law books that it's like, nope, sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a tragedy because a lot of people were were relieved that there was this new way they could make a living. You know, it's, it's grow the middle class. That's what that's that what is. cannabis does. Yep. Yep. It grows the middle class. A lot of people can do this, provide this service. There's a lot of customers that want this service, and it's a great way for stay-at-home moms to make a living, for people who are semi-handicapped or disabled in some way that can't leave the house and have real, you know, eight to five jobs that require a certain amount of, you know, endurance and and transportation. I mean, these people can make a living. They can survive on their own, and that that takes them off the government dime. Uh, and what, what's so wrong with that? Does the I mean, government if these want? Republicans wanted to support our uh, support. You, they wanted people to be off of welfare and off of public assistance, then they would support this sort of industry. And they didn't. And it and went they down. Didn't. <laughs> and now what? Like, do they? It would have. I almost feel like it would have been different if they would have had an equal but different idea like you know let's not maybe fully legalize weed yet but let's try this like they didn't come with shit they were just like that nope and we'll reconvene next year like they they yeah. had no answers they had no replacement for what they were destroying they had they had no concept of what they were destroying at all and, and they that, were that, given the, the chance was law enforcement was pretty much their only reference uh, that they felt was uh, a, you know appropriate, and, and law enforcement is is not 
the reference for things that are legal. That's a good <laughs> you know, it's like unbiased. Asking, it's like asking, uh, you know, a, a, a cop how to run a newspaper. It's like asking Purdue Pharma what they think about OxyContin. <laughs> like it's there's such a bias there. You can't even begin to grasp it. It's I don't know. Yeah. So can we uh, you want to try and give Emmett a call here and you want to maybe intro I, who this I, Texted Emmett. Do you want me to call him or you want to conference him in? Oh, I can just conference him in. Do you want to kind of intro everybody on who this gentleman is? Sure. Um, We have a – well, I can start with the constitutional amendment, I think. have to start there. Sure. Um, We have a petition that's uh, starting uh, right now around Montana that is um, adding two sentences to the state constitution, the Montana constitution, uh, that takes away all criminal penalties for – Possessing, using, buying, and growing cannabis uh, for adults only. And uh, we want to put this on the ballot in November. And to do that, we have to get uh, nearly 50,000 signatures. Please try again. Okay, well, that's Emmett, what happened to me, too. Emmett's not picking up. So. I can text right. him. Well, that's all right. Maybe, maybe he can call in later. So, and he's the one that's drafting these proposals or no 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 no. he's doing he's doing my job ah last time i was the statewide coordinator right right i by the way did not did not volunteer for that job (laughs) i got it this is yours now i can't even explain how this is yours enjoy uh, (laughs) yeah i left the room to go to the bathroom and i came back and i was in charge of the entire state something (laughs) like that so anyway i um I, I can't I can't do it this time. And Emmett has uh, worked on some uh, similar um, initiatives in South Dakota successfully, and mm. also helped with the Colorado initiative to get that on the ballot. And he likes this sort of stuff, uh, and is a uh, very you know politically minded, and is is really really into getting this um, petition this this petition on this initiative on the ballot. So. Um, He's here in Missoula, and he is. I'm. I'm advising him and kind of telling him how things went last time and right. who to call and, and that sort of thing. But we're we're diving in now and starting this petition, and Emmett's going to be the statewide coordinator for it. Excellent. Do you feel like it's enough time has gone by that people are ready to hit the streets again? I, I feel like people got really drained and burned out after a while and, and to, to do it again so soon, like are, is, are, is everybody ready? Are we still pissed enough from the raids and from just everything that's, that's happened? I mean, we'll talk about this next uh, about what happened in Butte and uh, the, the local officers there, but do you feel it's people are ready? Um, n- uh, <laughs> Hopefully, no, no. Um, I think that I think that the people who worked and coordinated uh, last time, a lot of them are are still really tired and beaten down, and right. I think that we are counting mm-hmm. on um, on recreational users to step up and participate in this part of of the social change process. You know, I think that the the patients and the the caregivers that participated in the medical marijuana program stood up last time and gave it their all to get this on the ballot. And they're hurt and tired. And well, uh, do you some think... of them are going to participate. But we need we need the recreational users to step up and say, you're right, this should not be against the law. Yeah, that's a and... huge boost in numbers if that many – if if the whole recreational uh, 
what's it called the contingent contingency contingency yeah whatever that if they would you know step up as as you said as as the the legit medical uh users and and caregivers did last time i think it's unstoppable that's there's both sides like right there and do you think that the people would be so not as downtrodden if things would have went more positively last time if there would have been some sort of yay we won like let's do this again i I feel like it was just stalled and and like it didn't we didn't lose but we didn't win either did we well we no i mean we got it on the ballot and and we have to find out what's going to happen in November when people start voting on it, um, which is definitely, you know, we'll have to see. We want people to vote against SB 420 or IR 124, which which would be voting against the law that they passed last legislative session. Um, but I, I don't think um, – I, I, yeah, I don't know if we really felt like we won. Yeah. That... <laughs> but because similarly, you know, and – but most of the negative feeling to me in the state is is from the 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 federal interference, and if, well, yeah. if our own state officers were doing you know the sort of thing that the feds are coming to do to us, I don't know. I think that's that that seems so out of our hands, and it, it was just it was just like the rotten cherry on top. Yeah, I, it's. It sucks that, and especially when like we see the feds rolling with our friends that are local cops, and and just how that whole thing plays out. Like your, <clears throat> excuse me, your local law enforcement should be there, making the people feel comfortable and being their friend. Like this is a community, and that's how that works. But instead, they're almost making it more divisive and and pitting people against each other and. It, it, nothing good can come of that. I feel. I don't, I don't know. Um, this says. So I, I'm curious what happened in Butte. <laughs> oh yeah. So <clears throat> I've been seeing on Facebook that this. Um, I'll just read it. It's been a post going up in all of the um, the different medical marijuana groups. Um, this is written by Elizabeth. She says, "I'm sending out this email and asking you to please contact the people on this list, especially Sheriff Linder. Ask them why, as our county officials, they are not upholding state law and protecting citizens of Montana against federal intrusion." Sheriff Linder is the highest law enforcement official in Yellowstone County. He could have and should have refused to participate in these raids and have not allowed the feds into Yellowstone County. Michael Cotter also needs to be called and told to keep the feds out of Montana. The reason these calls are so important is that we believe this is only the beginning. We are concerned that these tactics may continue throughout the state. We need to express our outrage to any and all who will listen. Please feel free to forward this email to anyone you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is an election year, and we can influence the process. We have the numbers to influence the outcome of these elections if we remain unified. Uh, and so she gives out, uh, this is the Yellowstone County attorney. You guys can call him at 406-256-2870. And, you know, even if you're out of state, just call it and be like, you know, I don't feel comfortable visiting a state that is treating people like this. Uh, you can call Jim Reno at 406-256-2701. Um, there's a whole list here. Sheriff Linder, his number's 406-256-2929. And of course, Mr. Cotter, his number is 406-657-6101. So hey, 
you guys want to call the news? Can we call the news right now? Uh, KULR8, <laughs> their number is 406-656-8000. And uh, KTVQ, their news number is 406-252-5611. So I'll put these in the show notes too so you guys can have them. Uh, but yeah, call them. Call them up and be like, what? Really? Like, Is that is that okay? Are you comfortable with that? Is, is federal federal tyranny like just sweeping across the state i always feel like when it happens down there then it works they work their way up here and then another couple get hit up here and that's not nice uh well that's that's in um that's in billings yep that's not in butte right what did i say butte you said butte oh oh this is this is from butte this is kind of having to do with it but i guess different um This says, in a story that can only be described as shocking, it would seem that the Butte County District Attorney's Office is continuing to trample the rights of medical cannabis patients. This was September 29th, 2011. They performed a military-style raid on a family home over a medical cannabis garden of 31 mature and 58 immature plants, which is under 100, so I don't get why they're messing uh, this this is the one when the then then the CPS came in uh, the and they I don't, it was just a mess. And hmm. uh, as a community, we should be outraged that law enforcement would go to the lengths of removing children from their parents over a medical cannabis garden. This is simply unacceptable and should not be tolerated. They kidnapped these children for four months from their family before deciding that they did not have the right to keep them. What the fuck? I cannot imagine oh, wow. going through this, and if it were me, the Butte County DA and any officer involved in this travesty would have a gigantic civil suit dropped on their lap. That is if my rage would have kept me from doing something stupid. This is a travesty of justice, and everyone involved in this witch hunt should be ultimately ashamed of themselves. So even though the family had valid recommendations allowing them to cultivate this amount of plants, right, so they were totally legit... Uh-huh. Uh, the Butte County crusade against cannabis led to both parents being arrested and charged. And even more troubling was that the babies, who were at the time three weeks old and 15 <gasps> months old, were removed from the family by CPS. Wow. This type of violent separation between a mother and her children can do irreparable damage to the children. And this unnecessary action removed the sacred bond between mother and child for an extended period of time. Here is a tape of what the chaotic situation was like for this poor mother and father who were traumatized by this insane event. Um, I'll put this in the chat if you guys want to hear it. But wow, right? Like, wow. You just come in and... Three weeks old. And they were legit. Like, what? what's... Why? (laughs) I don't... The mother, uh, Daisy Bram, and the father, Jamie Walsh, still face charges for cultivation and intent to sell. They're fighting for their freedom as well as their family. Attorney Michael Levinson has taken up the case and is doing a good job. The family was decimated by this action and forced to move from their home into a small one-bedroom apartment. Damn, that sucks, right? Like, you, you guys were good, and now you're completely not good all because of this bullshit. Wow. It's a casualty in this ridiculous war on drugs. Uh, They currently have zero resources to fight this case and are in desperate need of help uh, to make sure their attorney can get paid. You know what I would like to see? I'm sorry. I would like to see more attorneys. Like, you guys make so much money. How about pick up a good (laughs) cause or two and just fucking do it? 
Like, can you, <laughs> I know you won't get your brand new Beamer next year, but like, you'll sleep so much better at night if you just, just do it. Like, don't be dicks. Don't be like, oh, well, you owe me 80000 more dollars and until that happens. Sorry. Enjoy jail. Like, that seems so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I get it. Like, you went to school longer than the rest of us, but you couldn't quite cut it as a doctor, so you decided you'd go be a lawyer. And that's, that's fine. We need lawyers because we have stupid laws, but... Just like this, this is a prime example of a good cause that you would just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to help them because I'm a human and they're humans and I have empathy for other human beings because I'm a big sissy. Like, I'm just going to do that. I know my frat bros would not approve, but sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, but that, that just seems silly. Like they make so much money off of these petty bickerings. It's, stop it. Uh, it is sad enough that cannabis, uh, medical cannabis patients do not have rights in the workplace, but this case is trying to say that they do not have the right to be parents either. This is nuts. And because the father had prior legal issues, the DA sent his bail originally at $500,000, later <laughs> reduced to one hundred grand, but still a huge amount for a cultivation case. And especially, wow. wh- like, wh- what was the damage? I don't, I don't get, like... Why they were there in the first place? Was there a domestic dispute, or like was a baby not getting fed? Like it seems like everything was on the up and up, right? Uh, and I, I can't think I'm, of. of I'm why. guessing that the if the baby was three weeks old, that yeah. uh, they did a blood test on that mother at the hospital. Ah. So you think this was the? Isn't that? Isn't that some sort of breach of your doctor-patient confidentiality or whatever? It's what's totally inappropriate. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> then, then some overzealous nurse could say this child is endangered and call uh, Children and Family Services. We can definitely see that happening. I don't think it's appropriate. I think it's a horrendous overstretch of authority, but Absolutely. I can definitely see it happening. And especially if you do just basic risk management. Like, what's the worst that was going to happen? Like, those kids were doing just fine, apparently. I mean, from what, what we know of. I, I don't... There was more damage done by this act of them coming in and raiding the place than there was going to be any damage done had they not, had they just left the family alone and let them continue as, on their path. As typical, the being caught with cannabis is way more dangerous than using cannabis. And that's, that's yeah, that's appalling. That's appalling. <laughs> that, that is. I mean, what other law do we have on the books that, like, it hurts you more the law does? You know, like, I could go kill people. That, that would hurt other people more. But this, like, I don't, I don't understand it at all. From a rational standpoint. Just much too rational, man. Too, too damn logical. Yeah. Damn this evolutionary process going on. <laughs> um, what do you think of Pat Robertson? He, he always, it seems like he comes out whenever he needs a little boost in his, what, approval ratings? What, what, what is his game? What, what does he calculate his worth in? It's not approval uh, rating, right? I think he's senile. He's, I think that, you know, I think he's senile. He said this like a year or two ago that, that he was in support of marijuana. And uh, it, it's just one of those situations for us, you know, that you just, you can't pick who decides to step up and support you. That's true. You know? you but he's crazy. Your, 
He is I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. He's crazy. He is and now he's saying that medical marijuana is awesome. So, you know, we're just basically screwed by that. You know, it's like if Jeffrey Dahmer stood up and said, I love medical marijuana, we would be like, well, that sucks for us. Yeah, right. Like, hey, how about you go over there and be with that group? You could not complete your call. Leave us Please alone. Ah. Hello, this is Emmett. Emmett. How's it going, sir? This is uh, Matt. You're live on the hotbox right now. Uh, let me try and get Rose back. Um, I'm back. Oh, look at that. Magic. Look at that. Technology's uh, crazy. We have the technology. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's... How, how are you doing, Emmett? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just hanging out here at my new apartment in Missoula. Excellent. Uh, Rose kind of introduced you a little bit. Uh, you're You're working with the... The movement to uh, change our constitution here in a positive way? That's what a lot of people think. We just want to activate that idea that's already out there. Let's uh, let's embrace this plant that a ton of people want to use in their regular lives. It's not a problem if they're responsible. Let's embrace it and, and get past it. It shouldn't be a dirty little secret anymore. I think 2012 is the time to end prohibition. So um, I, I couldn't be happier to be a part of this and to jump on board here in Montana. I think that that's great. That would be key, and especially like me and Rose were talking about this earlier. That it's something that so many people use. It's a law that so many people break. Yet the only negative effects of that broken law is the law itself and the criminal, you know, the charges that come along with it. If you remove that, there's we've been doing it long enough. We would know if people were dying from it or anything like that, and we we see quite the opposite. Exactly. That's the failures of prohibition. Um, I don't think ever since marijuana was made illegal that it has actually accomplished anything as far as getting rid of marijuana. Um, you know, my parents tell me it's only become more prevalent since they were since they were younger. So, but has uh, it the laws and the money they spend arresting people has nothing to show for it? Nothing at all. There's, I mean. People that want to smoke will still smoke. We have programs in place in states to actually allow the state to benefit from some of that, and they still come in and try to make it as difficult as possible. They're they're taking moves out of the the old playbook of you can have the you can grow it if you can get the tax stamp, but good luck getting the tax stamp because we're not making any. And, and it seems like that's what they're moving towards. Yeah, it's ironic. Um, yep, I mean, the, you know, the government's uh, been working against us for a long time, but, uh, you know, I think, I think the time is changing now. Uh, I've heard about law enforcement coming out in support of it. Oh, yeah, uh, lawyers, law professionals from all walks of life. It's, it's kind of a collective effort by the whole community. Um, and, uh, you know, our opponents are still out there, but it's, it's only increasing in our favor every day that goes by. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of great groups out there. We've had a few people from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition on the show, and uh, they they those are the guys I love interviewing them because they were there. They're like they were conducting these drug busts back in the day, and and they've watched how it's evolved. and And we always hear the same thing. He, you know, they're when they go after the harder drugs, they have positive effects on the communities and stuff when they get that stuff out of there. But whenever it was a marijuana thing, like they were just. It was not. It it wasn't what they were told it was. You know, it was it was just this. They were encroaching on these people, these families and stuff. And they were. He was like, this didn't feel right. You know, this this wasn't a drug bust. It was a robbery. Yeah, it's a great perspective. The, the law enforcement is right on the front line, um, and and they see it firsthand how how many problems are actually created from the law and not the marijuana itself. 
I think they're going to be pivotal, but it's also parents that are out there on the front lines too. And I think, and I think that's a big part of this. Prohibition does nothing for the parents or families. If we want to invite regulations and make this something that that has oversight and, and has some common sense attached to it, um, and I think that's what parents want. So that way, we're, we're making sure there's a strict age limit that's enforced with marijuana. But then for adults who are responsible, there's there's no reason why we should. Uh, invade their privacy or, or restrict them from what they can or can't do. Well, and if, if you think about it, like D.A.R.E. was maybe the last program that attempted, and it, it completely failed, but it attempted to educate the kids or some. I don't, I don't even know. I went through D.A.R.E. and I don't even know what the, what the hell happened, but it <laughs> prohibition doesn't give parents any kind of tools to educate themselves or their children. It simply says this is wrong and don't do it. And if you do, we're going to throw your ass in jail. Like, I feel like if, if we could switch that and give the parents tools, like here's what is happening. Here's the endocannabinoid system. Here are the different strains. If you could let them train their children from the time they're little kids to knowing that, you know, this is a medicine or this is, this is something that adults do when they want to relax. Like when, when mommy has a glass of wine, you know, it, it has to be approached from that, that level of understanding. Otherwise you're just, you're kicking yourself in the face. Like you're not doing any good at all. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the responsibility. Uh, Just like with alcohol, uh, you, you got to be responsible and you got to be a good role model. That's, that's what the parents believe in. And I think we've just learned, and, and all of us, especially my generation, we've, we've learned having gone through there that the just say no approach is just stupid. It hasn't worked. Yeah, it's about because... being practical and being honest. And if we say marijuana is what it is, then maybe the younger people will also believe the education about the harder drugs and they won't go and try those things. Um, but we can't uh, exaggerate marijuana any longer. It's time to really get get real about it. Well, and think about it. Whenever you tell a kid no, what's the next question? Why? Why? And if you can't... <laughs> You can't come back at him with oh, I know. exactly because I fucking said like you can't come back at them with anything less than here is why. Otherwise, they're just going to be more curious about it. And that's a terrible way to teach. I don't have kids. And I know that's a terrible way to teach. Like, I, I don't see why they're they're so pigheaded about this. I, I think that parents need to be brought around to the fact that that. Uh, they don't have that much control over their children. They they can only provide the best guidance that guidance. they can, so that children act intelligently when they're when they're <laughs> you know exposed to certain things. Yes. But they also in embracing that they need to realize that the most awful thing that can happen to their children is to get a criminal record from having possession of oh, marijuana, absolutely. and that's much more dangerous to their lives and their future than than smoking marijuana ever would be. <laughs> that's yeah. So as as I, far as um this whole petition and everything, what's where what stage are, are are you guys at at this point? We are inches across the goal line, I guess you could say, with uh, miles and miles to go to the finish line. <laughs> right. um, I, I'm just getting plugged in. I have met some phenomenal activists so far and been connected over the phone with some activists in other parts of the state. So uh, there are some leaders who are stepping it up right now. Um, I'm really happy. I already have a list of names and addresses. I got to mail more petitions out to tomorrow. And uh, I'm just looking forward to getting more people trained. I had a, a good training Saturday here in Missoula. 
and John Masterson was in Billings and did a training Friday night. So uh, we're expanding, but it really needs to accelerate. So I, I need people to go out there and spread the word and get them to go online and sign up and, and uh, contact us as soon as possible because uh, I'm looking at a stack of petitions right now, and we've got the training materials. So uh, we are ready to go now. We just need to get everyone plugged in. And, and it's not just collecting signatures that I really need help with. It's also calling people. Uh, we're going to need we're going to need people all week on the phones, calling people and uh, just confirming their addresses, following up with them to make sure they got their petitions, um, and, and helping just get people signed up. So we need a lot of help to get to get this thing accelerated. Yeah, that's it's a full time job I can imagine for multiple multiple people. So definitely props to all the volunteers and the people that are putting their their time out there. And what do you want to? Rose was was mentioning earlier that this we need we don't we need everybody in this. We don't just want and we do want everybody, but we don't just want the medical marijuana people. We want the recreational people. Like this has to be a unifying movement here. Do do you have anything that you want to say to any recreational smokers or or the medical smokers that are that are out there, you know, wondering why they should get involved? Yeah, absolutely. I I I think you really hit it on the nail because, you know, there is without a doubt a uh, huge medical need with marijuana. There's people out there suffering that need it for medical. And we've all been fighting that fight now for, you know, for a long time. Uh, but but a lot of the people in the general public who don't use marijuana really see a lot of gray area between what's medical and what's not medical. So I think we really just have to get behind marijuana use as a whole as a relief and a leisure and a safe alternative other things, a safe alternative from a lot of prescription drugs and a safe alternative from alcohol if it's how you want to relax on the weekend. Um, and it's honestly, herb, it's natural, it's non-toxic, and it doesn't pose threats to people's health. So uh, it, it's really kind of this new age alternative that a lot of people are turning to uh, that once have otherwise, you know, five or ten years ago. I would, I would definitely be careful labeling it new age alternative for all of our science and skeptic geeks that are are into that. We're gonna get tons of angry email. That's it's not Sam. It's not scam. <laughs> like, okay, I know, <laughs> yeah, it actually yeah, does right. work. <laughs> it's a natural remedy right. for a lot it, of people. You know, exactly. if it's the stress relief or. Uh, you know, just ending their, their, after they get off work, they want to go home and enjoy some marijuana. It's not hurting anybody. Uh, they have to be responsible. It's what we expect from people when they go to the store and buy a bottle of whiskey or a case of beer. They're, they're going to be responsible. Well, and hey, that and Emmett, even think about it and more core than that. What about the food thing? People overeat all the time. Like it's it's a moderation of any substance, not just things that That's are psychoactive. Right. Yep. If you drink too much water, you will drown. Like it's it's a common sense oh. intrinsic to us that like don't do this and die. Don't don't be an idiot. And it's the same with booze and, and buds. Like don't be an idiot. You know. Absolutely, and don't be an idiot and start smoking cigarettes. One of the most uh, big, biggest hazards to our healthcare system, biggest cost for healthcare needs, and uh, just a huge contributing factor to preventable deaths. And I agree. Uh, it, it is totally about the education on the individual and their their responsibility. And I think a lot of these recreational users are responsible, and and that's why they need to come out and and start telling their neighbors and and friends 
hey, listen, marijuana is in my life. I, it's in the lives of a lot of people. It's not a bad thing. Uh, it, you know, this is what it means to me, whether it's a medicine or just a leisure. People need to come out with it. And um, I know that's tough to do. But uh, and and you don't have to say you use it, but come out and say you're you're damn sure proud of ending prohibition because you don't think it benefits yourself as a as a taxpayer um, or member of the community. So when you know, um, you I, know, I really hope our campaign can empower people to become as active as they can. Yeah, I think it definitely does. I think we utilize the tools of the web a lot better than our opponents do, and and so we have that going for us. I almost feel like we need different targeted pamphlets of information to different groups like here's one for the recreational smokers here's one for the medical smokers here's one for the parents with kids i I think that could go a long way in helping to educate not only the people that are in the movement but everybody that's opposed to it because it's all it is we have the truth on our side we're not like big tobacco trying to make these cool again you know it's we have facts and we have truth on our side. And I think if that can be targeted properly, I think it can have a huge effect. I think you're right because I mean, the biggest, uh, the, the biggest strength for a petitioner is being able to help your, your audience relate to it. So, yep. you know, if you're, uh, if you're out talking to the soccer mom that, you know, does not want her kids doing marijuana, you help her relate to this. Why then is prohibition benefiting her? It's not. And, and why do we need to regulate it? Um, so it's not in the hands of her kids. But, you know, when you, we, we've got a lot of these marijuana users, and, and I was out actually at the Sublime concert the other night talking to quite a few of them, uh, even uh, stumbled some upon someone who was smoking a joint right there. But we had a good, good time talking to them. And uh, you know, they they thought that this was appropriate and this was time. Uh, if they could, you know, get away with smoking a joint on the sidewalk in Missoula, uh, then there's already a cultural acceptance out there that has kind of, uh, you know, paved the way for political acceptance now. Well, yeah, and this, is, this has been a long time coming in, in trying to combat all of the negative propaganda that, that Nixon and Reagan and just – through through the ages that that we've had to fight against and that takes a lot of positive brainwashing with facts and truth and humor hopefully to undo i feel like that that we we had to go uphill quite a bit before we could start this journey just to yeah, erase right. the the bad that they've done you know yep and i think now we got to just really drive home End prohibition and stop making criminals out of responsible adults because there's over hundreds of thousands of responsible adults out there who use marijuana. And, you know, we cannot just say, you know, I think that's how we started off our conversation. You just said there's all yeah. these people out there and we're just labeling them all criminals. That's divisive right there off the get go. We need to end prohibition and accept it for what it is because it's never going to go away. And, and it's also just kind of a matter of respecting our rights. Yeah, absolutely. If, if the, we the people put something on the ballot and vote for it, we expect that to be upheld. We don't expect the feds to come in and start crashing all of these legitimate businesses that our friends and family are working at or owning. That, that's terrible. That's disgusting. Yeah. And that's no way that uh, people should be governed ever. I agree. And I know, uh, I mean, I've already felt a lot of uh, kind of emotional sentiments from the, the raids and, and people that are just so hurt from it. They, they don't know where to go anymore. And oh, so, that's terrible. Um, you know, 
I welcome them to Montana first and, and move forward with us. Let's stop arresting adults. And, and that's a good step right now for cannabis, I think, in 2012. Let's, let's, let's take away that criminal element and recognize the adults with some respect and give them the rights they deserve. Absolutely. Would you say out of all the states that have medical, what, which one would you pick for, for uh, your, your normal medical patient? Would you say California, Colorado, Montana? New Jersey. <laughs> That's a joke. But uh, what the like? Which one uh, makes me think of my normal medical marijuana patient? No. Um, which state would you recommend? Which is the 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 most easygoing or the most uh, upholding of the people's state rights when it comes to feds? Do you have a which one's more welcome? Oh well. <laughs> yeah, now, I understand your question now better, and I mean. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if Rose mentioned, but I did move here from Colorado. And right. uh, of all the states, what, what I could attest to is, is Colorado. Um, all the dispensary people there and all the industry people there um, had very comfortable relationships with the government. And it is uh, it was a much more regulated model down there, um, which I think in the short term did uh, did make a lot of the people in the industry mad and a lot of the growers and, and – uh, you know, there's always that fear of the list when you're getting, uh, and when you're registering with a government agency. But in the long term, uh, what they have to show for it is appeasement and compromise, and the government's just not raiding them. And these businesses, uh, you know, pretty much go on, and you know, they they have their operating hours. They have to follow by state law. Uh, a bunch just had to relocate in the last couple months because they were too close to schools. Uh, but nobody's getting shut down. They're not putting these people under, and they're not. They're definitely not inviting the feds in. So, you know, I think the the Colorado approach has worked pretty well for them. Um, I think there's a lot of debate as far as what the best regulations are. Um, but you know, the, the the idea of any regulations is uh, at least good when you can talk about things like putting an age limit in place. So it's 21 plus, just like alcohol. And uh, and if a local county wants to set zones where they can locate or not locate, then, you know, power to the local county if that's what they want. But, um, you know, I, I think that's been a, a, a pretty positive model down there. California seems like it's kind of gone in every different direction because it was uh, uh, kind of a, a wide open law that they've been learning from. But you know, I think uh, I think there's a lot of different examples, but uh, Montana kind of got one of the one of the worst uh, reactions from the government, and it's just unbelievable. So I, I know the situation here, you know, is kind of uh, different than than what I've experienced in the past. But um, yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question. But yeah, no, uh, absolutely. You know, I was going to ask too a follow up that do do you think that's because the Colorado's state government is more progressive or more open minded or what, what would you say that's from are they more are we more dependent here on federal dollars because I always hear that argument that we can't be more open because we'll get our federal funding cut and and I know that it sounds like such a bullshit excuse but I don't know maybe there's some truth to it it really does and sadly enough what I've actually heard is that just some of these local officials, and um, uh, I, I guess forgive me for uh, for maybe uh, throwing shots out there too early, but I've heard some of these local officials have just really kind of caved and, and lost their backbone, and, and they really were the ones that uh, were whistleblowers and invited in the feds. And um, yep. what we really need is a respect for what the citizens declare they want. 
And I know that's why Montana First is going the route with a constitutional amendment, uh, because that's so much stronger than uh, just an initiated measure. Right. Um, but we're keeping it simple also just so we can we can just declare our rights as adults and we're not going to, you know, it doesn't uh, lay out the regulations and all these different issues, which could invite a whole host of other issues. We're just going to keep this this fight simple and straightforward, protect the responsible adults. And, and that's going to protect our communities as a whole. Um, if, if we if we end prohibition, allow adults to use it or grow it and, and or buy it. And then uh, and then we can really. And that black market, which is really the problem and, and really contributes to more crime. It's not the marijuana itself. Absolutely. And we have studies and we have facts that, that show that. And that's, again, that's the educational side of it that I think really needs to be stressed and, and, and put up into the public face that, like, look, <laughs> look, no, don't just look, but look, this is everything they've been saying this whole time has been a farce. I mean, look. You know, also, too, you know, once we pass this, this is the start. This is, uh, this kind of, uh, this, this kind of covers our bases then. Right. And uh, then then it gives us time for the activists, the users, the growers, and the industry and everyone to start a new dialogue with the state that they can't just close the door on us over because it's in the Constitution. They need to listen to us. They need to make sure the users have a safe place to buy it and the growers have you know, reasonable expectations to provide it. And, and it needs to be fair all around. But we'll open that dialogue once we cover our bases and, and just guarantee these adults their basic rights to uh, use this plant that they already are using. But they just, uh, they, they just, it, it's under the ground. And the only rule is don't get caught. Um, but there's, there's no, no other rules to follow um, and no, nothing else to worry about other than don't get caught. And so, you know, we got to just uh, really stay focused, and I think we've got a good campaign right now to do just that. Yeah, that whole mind state definitely needs to shift, and and, and it's happening, which is good, slowly but surely. It's it's definitely happening, and it's people like you and like Rose and everybody in this movement that's that's making this this change. You know, evolve as as fast as it has been. I think that's great. Did you pick Montana because of how, pardon my French, but how fucked up it is here? <laughs> Well, I'll put it this way. You know, I, I, I can't say I was happy in Colorado. I lived in downtown Denver, and I loved life there. Um, but when I learned about what was going on up here, I just felt like uh, my energy and my passion for this cause could be put to use much better uh, here than in Colorado, where there's safer and sensible Colorado and, and, and big groups and a movement that they're pretty well positioned. And, and you guys in Montana is as well. But I felt like uh, there, there was – there was more room for me to really, uh, to, to really put my energy into this and help uh, just be a good role model for the community. At, at least that's what I really hope. So, uh, you know, I hope you believe in me, and, I, and I'm glad I'm on your show talking about this. But, uh, you know, that's why I came here. So I'm, uh, I'm ready to keep moving forward, too. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's that's what I was curious about because we we've had some people in the past come here and just try to exploit it to make money, and other people that were just it, it was a really bad for the industry as a whole. So after talking to you, like I'm really glad that we have people like you coming here and helping this because we definitely do. We have we have a lot, but we we're kind of not really misguided, but we're we're lacking something that that really just propels it to that next level and and to get people motivated 
motivated. And I think between, you know, doing these shows and just getting the word out there and people like you training all of these people and heading this stuff up, I think, I think we could do it. I think well, I'm, so I'm really too. glad I'm that, that Emmett's here. Yeah, Rose. I'm sorry. I'm really glad that I'm really glad that Emmett's here and I'm glad that he has the energy and, and the enthusiasm to push this petition through. And I hope that everyone supports him and, and, uh, gives him their best because I think we just need to get 25% more signatures than we did last time. And, and we'll be on the ballot. Uh, last time we qualified 29 house districts at 10% and this time we only need 40. So that's only 11 more. And, uh, uh, only probably, you know, 10 to 20,000 more signatures than we got last time would probably get us qualified. So, and would you say I, uh, that 40? Glad that Emmett's here to do it. Yeah, definitely. Would you say Thank that? You so much, Rose. Would and you, you know, uh, just figure for everyone who's listening that's got, got signatures last time, you just heard it from Rose what we need. If, if you got signatures last time, let's set a goal for you to get exactly that much plus 25% more. Um, so we know what you're capable of and, uh, what's possible. And I certainly know there's, there's well over 50,000 people out there that want to sign this petition. We just need to get uh, good representatives of the campaign, bring in the clipboard and petition to those people so they can put their name down in ink. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think that number, if, if the recreational, like we were talking about earlier, if those people would step up, we'd, we'd be above and beyond that, that number, right? I think so, and that's that's I think that's exactly it. And our petitioners need to make those users feel comfortable to be a part of this and to be out in the open about right. it. Of course, uh, you know they're signing the petition. A lot of them are afraid it's going to become public, and you know we just turn these into the counties, and it goes to the elections division, and it's it's not uh, it's not like any type of scary thing. And I think petitions are pretty familiarized with people out here. Uh, at least that's my reception so far. So, yeah. well, you know, think our guys about, are just going to be straightforward about what it's for, and, and then people will either sign it or they won't, and hopefully we're just good role models and, and they want to sign it. Yeah, and, and think about the people that, that have jobs that they're afraid of losing. Like when you mess with a person's living, I feel like they, they get just their children and their living. Like they get really, really been out of shape over that and some of them are scared that you know they've seen these vets get evicted for being medical patients we've seen a lot of different things that the state has done to people so i can see how they'd be a little standoffish but we have to know that there are definitely strength in numbers and if we all pull together and do this it's going to be good for everybody absolutely and that's kind of that that's that unity factor you brought up yeah um Let's go out there. You know, we all have common ground on this issue, whether you use marijuana or not. And so that's why we want we want to explain to people how they can relate to this, how pro- prohibition fails everybody, even the people that just personally hate marijuana. If they don't like it, they would be better off if it was legalized and uh, uh, and regulated. But, uh, you know, that, that that's what we're trying to do is just educate people. There's a better approach than prohibition, and we're starting with a very straightforward amendment to the Constitution, so those who are responsible can be respected. Yeah, and this is something that reaches far to everybody. I mean, there, there's an aspect in this that you can find to relate it to almost anybody, and that that's really helpful in part of the education process and in, in getting people to, you know, comfortable with talking to other people and and, yeah. and get, don't be afraid to get into a debate. Like, argue with somebody, do it kindly and do it politely, and you know, be classy about it. But there's you can. 
you're not like trying to convince, you know, true believers here. This is something that you can actually make a change in the way these people think. I mean, some of them, granted, you're not going to change their minds, and that's fine. That's right. Give them a nice day like and, and move said, on. It's the truth, and the truth will prevail. So exactly. you just got to relay the facts and that's be all. a good messenger and a good role model. Be a conduit. And most people will respond to the truth and they'll catch yep. on. Yep, exactly. All right, well, uh, Rose, did you have anything else you wanted to mention uh, with Emmett while we have him on? Well, I wanted to say that, that the reason we're going now with the constitutional amendment is that the legislature cannot repeal that. They can make regulations, but they can't repeal it. And so regardless of what they do, we will not have criminal state penalties for marijuana if we get this passed. And that's opposed and to the, last time, which was a Senate bill? Or what What was right, the difference? Right. The last time it was a citizen's initiative okay. that added it to our statutory rules of our state. Which and the legislature could. was free to repeal that. Right. Okay. So that's the other the thing difference. is that in the last legislative session, pretty much any discussion that involved regulation um, – purely involved law enforcement. It was like, how does the sheriff feel about this? How does the cops feel about this? How do the narcotics and that's officers their jobs, feel about this? Like... What, are their, what are their opinions on, on regulating this system? And, and if we make this a non-criminal matter, their say doesn't matter. And they don't like that. That's loss they of control like and maybe money, who knows. Well, it's definitely federal money. You know, any... Nope. Um, budgets. It's all any, about budgets. Any, any bust... Any bus that happens here in Montana, they get federal money on a per plant basis that they um, that they raid that that's they collect. Disgusting! How, that's no way you. That, <laughs> wow, that is so appalling. I can't even believe it. <laughs> it's very appalling. But this would force them to deal with this in a in a more adult way and say, "Look, this is this is here. This is now. This is legal. It's not criminal. And let's discuss it like grownups and make rules that we can all abide by, and not yeah. uh, make a law that is impossible to follow, which is what they did last time. Because we can all benefit from it, even them, even them, even them. They can even grow them. and learn and 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 find out something new in their lives. They could provide know? security. Think about it. With the paramedics and firefighters and everybody would get some relief in their budget if right? they weren't spending so much money on, on the different law enforcement costs and prosecution. Yep. It's such a waste. It's such uh it's terrible. All right. Something else that I think is strained in this in our state is, you know, we have very strained uh mental health uh facilities in this state. Oh yeah. And I think that we send a lot of people in for addiction counseling because that's their alternative to going to jail for and getting a criminal record for marijuana is that you have to go in for addiction counseling. And, you know, addiction counseling is very difficult to get for people who actually need it. Yep. And I think if we released all those people that are just trying to not go to jail and <laughs> obviously are not addicted to marijuana, you know, if we got those people out of the out of the addiction uh, counseling process, there would be room to deal with people that have actual problems that we could work on our society with. Could you imagine actually doing some good and helping crazy people instead of just saying either go to jail or this? Like, that's a 100% turnover rate. Nobody is going to say, um, well, I think I'll just go to jail. Like, how is that business <laughs> model? How is that even legal? That's such extortion. I, it is, but, you know, those people have some very persistent lobbyists on yeah, the Hill, right? and, you That's know, the Rimrock Foundation lady was at every single marijuana I bet. hearing, I bet. every single time, saying, I'm here for the Rimrock Foundation, mm -hmm. and this is what we believe. Repeal <laughs> is the only answer. 
Unbelievable. That's amazing. Wow. Rimrock Foundation. <laughs> you betcha. Oh, man. All right. Anything else? That's it. I'm done. Excellent. Emmett, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. And definitely, if you ever, you know, need a need a megaphone, we, we got a, a few people, so... Hey, that's awesome. Just let me know where to find you. If you guys got a Facebook page or a oh, yeah. website, I need it because I'm oh, yeah. all over it. <laughs> Hotboxpodcast.com, Google+, Facebook, Twitter. Where I'm very social. I'm a social butterfly. Excellent. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on the show, and thanks for the introduction, Rose. Yep, for sure. No bad. problem. Thanks, Emmett. Bye, Emmett. Cool. Well, thanks, Rose. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Very thanks good. a lot, Matt. Well, you uh, you you got anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on, personal or otherwise? Um, I just I just want the most the best success for Emmett and and this uh, constitutional initiative, and I hope that we can uh, offer him our best as Montanans and and uh, see what we can do. If we can get this on the ballot, it would be amazing. <clears throat> um, <laughs> it'll be awesome, and uh, I think uh, I think we have the public's support on this if it gets on the ballot i'm i'm sure that it'll win do you feel like if if there was a cause for our listeners and just everybody here in general to get behind is is he the guy we want to follow he seems pretty he's legit. the guy we want to follow we're doing this we're doing it now and if you don't want to collect signatures give us some money so we can pay for signature gatherers right that's <laughs> um, you know go to montana first 2012.org and uh, there's a donate button you know, if you give us $5, if you give us $5 a month, if you give us $20 a month, if you work a full-time job and you can't collect signatures, um, you know, just send in money and we'll use it to hire people for signature gatherers. And then you get to pre- you actually hire, provide employment for people in Montana. That's key. That was that's something key. that our legislators so, couldn't even do. I mean, look at that. Look at us. That's right. It's a win-win. Legislating. We win. So I, I think that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's let's support this Excellent. as much as we can, and and the signatures are out there, but we need gatherers to get them. Right. Well, this is definitely something I think me and Ian will like to get behind. So if if anyone just wants to donate to the MTCIA, they're still doing that, and then Montana First, what you said, and then hotboxpodcast.com/slash donate, and we'll just funnel all of those funds into this cause, and hopefully uh, this will work out. I think it will. Let's do it. I definitely think Let's it will. Let's do it. All right. Well, thanks, Rose. I appreciate you uh, getting me through another episode of the Hot Box. You're you're always <laughs> a lifesaver when I need you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> always a pleasure. All right. Bye, Rose. Bye, bye. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, Ian will be back uh, next week. We'll do a show, and I'm sure he'll have all sorts of amazing things to talk about from his trip to Belize. Uh, other than that, yeah, just check us out online, hotboxpodcast.com. We broadcast live from Kalispell, Montana. Oh, we got some voicemails. I want to play these because I, I think we should, uh, address this, uh, <laughs> this individual's, uh, questions. Uh, first voicemail. And you guys can always, if you call during the show, it, it'll just pick up and you'll be live. But if you call when the show is not live. You can leave a message at 406-204-4687. So. Hey, Hotbox. This is Shauna from Illinois again listening. Next time you guys want to talk and discuss things when it comes to um, autism and parents and and the uh, drugs that are prescribed, please give me a call. I have three children, two with autism. I'm a full-time student majoring in psychology. So um, I have quite the experiences when it comes to those things. 
my number is three three seven three five one. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't think you wanted that out to everybody, but that's interesting. And yeah, we would. We'll set something up, and we'll. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We'll call, and then I think she left another. Hey, Hotbox, um, from Illinois again. You guys yes. have got to look up Jason Silva if you haven't already looked him up. Get him on the show. He totally hits on everything that you guys discuss on um, episode 108, which I just now finished uh, listening to. Um, Jason Silva, the Zeitgeist Movement, uh, Peter Joseph, that's another one, um, definitely will explain the comprehension of why social norms are so easy um, to have and to penetrate. Well, they're easy to penetrate, but it'll give you an idea of how to penetrate those social norms to be able to rectify the issue of marijuana being illegal. Um, check it out. Bye. Well, very cool. Jason Silva. I found a few on Facebook. Not sure uh, which one. Is he a futurist? <laughs> That's cool. I'm really interested in that stuff. Uh, so thank you. All right. Um, next voicemail. Here we go. Hi, this is Julio from Southern California. And I was just wondering if you guys could start throwing in um, tips for younger, under 18. You know, I don't know to explain it. More of more ways to help people who are under 18 who have, you know, who have to hide. And just, just, and tips on being safe. And that's that's interesting because that's something that me and Rosa were talking about earlier. And I, I, I mentioned that I would have loved it if, when I was a kid, I could have had some podcast to like call into or to email and be like, "Man, I can't tell, I can't talk to my parents about this. I can't talk to my teachers about this. I can't talk to anybody about this, really." Because I'm afraid that it's gonna, I'm gonna get in trouble and it's gonna completely ruin my life. And so I think that's, that's really cool that, and even though he sounded kind of, you know, it's weird calling into a show. I've done it before when I was a listener and it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. Like you, you listen to these people all the time and you come to either value or not their, their opinion one way or another. And it, it's, it's kind of cool that you can you can just call up and be like, man, I'm I'm under eighteen allegedly, and 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 I can't talk to anybody about this. So I'm going to talk to you about this, and we're going to discuss this on air. And I I would like to I kind of want to wait and and talk about this with Ian because I really think Ian would have some interesting uh, perspective about it. But it, it, let's say hypothetically it's an emergency. I would just say just be cool and know that whenever you're high that you're just high and nothing like you're you're cool just always just like Fonzie you just gotta be cool um as far as smell and stuff like that if you <laughs> this is terrible if you smoke and drive keep the window cracked a little so it just smoke just goes out and it doesn't touch anything uh always have gum maybe some Febreze I don't know you know it depends on your parents man it depends what you're hiding it depends how much you're hiding you know there's Keep it out in your car. Keep your glove box locked. Don't ever, you know, just just be smart about it, you know. And it, I, I I would like it if you can just email info at hotboxpodcast.com and give me some specifics. I want to know, like, 
what your particular situation is. And then I can really, you know, tailor a, a, a better answer for you. But I also want to kind of wait and see what Ian has to say. But if, if I had to tell you anything, I would just say be cool. Like everything, especially, and I don't know like what state you live in, because that matters too. Some states are going to be more lenient than others, which is going to make your parents have a, a different opinion on it. It's, there's a lot of variables that, you know, it, it, that come into this, but just, just be cool. And Hey, we're there for you. And if you guys ever have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, you can reach out on Facebook, on Twitter. You can just email us info at hotboxpodcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast and twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast. So you guys can text me too. If, if you're ever in a, a pinch, 406-848-1739, that's my cell. So just say hi, say, Hey, what's up, man? Uh, we got a YouTube page, youtube.com slash hotboxpodcast. Just check out the site. Everything's on there. And yeah, throw some donations in and we'll funnel that over to this, this cause. Cause I, th- I really think that Emmett had, he's on the right path for sure. Uh, and more so <laughs> way more so than anybody else that we've, you know, seen <laughs> in this movement. But, you know, we got a lot of educational, we're here to kind of just help get the word out and, and connect everyone. And I can, you know, offer my web services or, or what have you. Uh, remember there's an MTCIA meeting Monday, I believe. What is it? Monday, March 12th at 7:15 in Kalispell, the VFW. So, uh, make sure if you're interested to check that out. And then all those numbers are in this document that I posted in the chat, and I will also put a link to it in the show notes so that you can call all of these people and be like, WTF? Like, what? are you serious? You're letting this happen? Come on. Like, you're better than that. Clearly, I thought wrong. So, all right. Well, uh, it's been a slice, as always. Enjoy doing these shows for you guys. Uh, check out our Android show, attackoftheandroids.com. Every Thursday we record that, released on Fridays. And I write tech reviews. You should check that out because I make money doing it. So groovypost.com, you can just find me there. Uh, Twitter.com slash groovymat. And we'll catch you guys. I think Ian will be back Tuesday or Wednesday, and then we'll do a show probably Saturday unless he really wants to do one. Uh, you can check out the jam hole. We'll be doing one of those tomorrow and the buffer overflow show on Tuesday. So thank you guys. Peace out. If you like, you like, this is where you need to be. If you like, we, this is where you need to be. If you like, we, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the